Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. God, this interview, I am so happy to share here today. When we originally sat down with Charlie Burnett, June 10th, 2020, I said, what am I going to talk to this girl about? She's only been on the screen for like all of 10 minutes on Vanderpump Rules. This turned into, it went from that to a total expose on how she was treated by mean girls. This is what it turned into, her words, Mean Girls, Katie and Kristen. Well, I guess my words too, Katie and Kristen and Stassi. And she even included Lala, even though you guys know how I feel about Lala. Special place in my heart for Lala. This turned into a total just, it was one sentence after another. I couldn't believe, I don't even want to spoil it, the way she was treated by all four of them, how Lisa was involved and just, you know, Jax too, Jax too, how they just treated this quote-unquote newbie at that time, Charlie. And it was a total Mean Girls expose. When you're done, Google Charlie Burnett and Behind the Velvet Rope. This interview went viral all over the world. I don't want to spoil anything for you. Yes, it was when Kristen and Stassi were still on the show in 2020, June. This was so shocking. Never judge a book by its cover. This was one of my first experiences of... Do not judge a book. Do not think an interview is not going to be interesting because this turned in to one of our biggest breakout moments and just most shocking interviews to date at that point. Listen to this. Oh my God, Charlie Burnett. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. And let's get right into it today because we are joined by the one and only now, we'll re- I'll tell you how everyone else refers to you, but we are saying Charlie Burnett, one of the new kids. That's how you're being referred to from, I think, the best show on Bravo, Vanderpump Rules. How are you? Hey, thank you for having me. And hey, everyone on the 
internet world. It's me, Charlie. I mean, everyone lumps you in as one of the five newbies or new kids. So how is how are you today? And what's going on? And how is your quarantine going? Um, I am doing actually pretty great. I feel like yeah. it's time to sleep and be lazy, which I never get to do. And um, I on it. I actually been. I got into a hobby I've been wanting to try, and it's been taking up all my time. But it's the. Re- Have you ever heard of resin art? Yeah, I mean, so I can picture it. Like, is it like? It's like, yes. It's like three D almost, right? Yeah, like, you can make basically any. Like a lot of things. The popular thing was those balls that people would have on their desk back in the day and they would have like a little image in it or something and then little spear things but I've been making ashtrays for people for fun posters so (laughs) how often do you do that do you do it every day or like yes it's been every day and it takes about a day to make three days to cure so it's been a very long learning process I've messed up a lot of coasters I just messed up three (laughs) yesterday but um it's super fun and it takes all my time and I get to be like half outside because you have to be outside when you do it so do you live by yourself or no I actually live with one other girl and um we're lucky enough to have a spare bedroom and that's where I'm shooting this today so that's our guest couch so excuse it but um me and another girl that's nice so at least you're not alone and like you're with someone yeah, actually, I haven't been doing my quarantine here. I just came up yesterday to grab some mail, and um, I've been actually quarantined with my boyfriend. He lives in Carlsbad, so the moment this started, I drove down there and only have been coming up to L.A. for a change of clothes every three weeks and my bills. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like, well, in New York, it's the same thing. Like, we don't have cars, but, like, I mean, I'm home, but, like, so many people went to quarantine elsewhere. Yeah, I just was so scared of being because my roommate is a little bit older than me. And she's in a serious committed relationship. And her her family actually lives up the street from us. So I knew she was going to go with them immediately. And I just didn't want I was this is so scary to me. It's like my worst fear. It's kind (laughs) of pandemic is literally one of my worst fears. (laughs) I mean, it was never on my list of a bad fear. But like it is now. I mean, yeah, how are you holding in there? I feel like New York, me even saying that quarantine's bad in California, I feel so selfish Could because I, I could never imagine the city. I feel so empathetic for you guys. No, I mean, I feel like I feel like it's the same almost in New York. Like, it's so much worse, but at the same time, like, I'm not leaving my house. So I feel like, like my experience of it is probably no worse than yours or anyone else's who's alone. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, live alone, but, like, I'm not going out. So... Like, I go out once a week for food, but, like, short of that, it's, like, so I'm not really in the thick of it. Like, I'm not really near any hospitals Mm -hmm. or anything to that effect. Sorry, I'm, like, losing my voice. Other than the fact that, like, you know, like, I am starting to know people that know people that are now, like, gone. So, like, that's when it starts to get scary. Like, I don't know anyone personally, but it's, like, I know people that know people, and I'm hearing names, and I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, I think I actually did know that person. So, like, that's kind of scary. Yeah, I actually know tons of people who've gotten it, which is super really? cool. Yeah, and actually one of my friends in New York, and she documented the whole process. Thankfully, everyone that I've known so far who's gotten it, and even the young people have been fine, thankfully. So, yeah, I just don't really... The only thing that freaks me out is I don't like the Disneyland lines for the grocery stores. It gives me so much anxiety. 
I hate, I'm like, stop, make it stop. <laughs> I hate yeah, lines. I haven't, lines. <laughs> I haven't had that yet. Cause like the grocery store I go to, I go right when it opens. I, I, I don't know why, but mm-hmm. it's like a smaller grocery store, but you, uh, for some reason there's been no line outside yet. And like there are people inside, but it's not as busy, but there are still people right near you at times. And that's what freaks me out. I'm just like, do you have to walk down this aisle? There's like 12 aisles here. Why are you picking this one? Yeah. I doubt there's someone in the next aisle. Like, what are you doing? I think that personal space now is something that we're so much more aware of because I feel you when I was at the post office the other day, this lady literally came like right next to me. And I and she was actually older women with a no mask, no gloves. And in my head, I was thinking, I'm the person wearing the mask to protect you and you're standing right next to me <laughs> and you yeah. have, and like the male guy, I mean the mailman, the mailman was had to tell her like, Hey, there's a little lines because we have to follow procedure. <laughs> she started apologizing. I was like, no, it's fine. I want to protect you. Not, you know, I'm not so much worried about myself. I'm perfectly fine. I think, but, uh, yeah. I'm, Very I'm just like such a hugger. Like I like hug people. So like, that's, what's going to depress me. Like when this is over, like, and we're out having drinks I and know. like, I can't hug you. Hello. You're supposed to sit. I mean, until it like really shakes out. Like, I think I'm going to be even more depressed then. It's going to, it's going to, I'm yeah. I think that right now I'm living in this bubble of, because I lost everything. If I'm going to be completely honest, I, I do, I'm a model and actress. So obviously nothing of that realm is existing or going to exist anytime soon. I work on, you know, at Sir or a nightclub on the weekend. And that is, completely and you know my nightclub was like one of the first things to go right after festival so I've been out of work since March and lovely me the week before all this happened I decided to go on a little vacation that I planned and of then course I vacation that Thursday my boss is like so the club doesn't exist anymore <laughs> like what so um it's more like I'm terrified of the fu- like you said it's more depressing to hear about the future because I don't want you know, it's impossible to believe that everything's just going to snap at a finger and go back to normal. Yeah. Reality. But at the same time, I can't ever picture a different reality. So it's, I don't even like to think about it. It's I mean, fine. <laughs> it is like the club gone, like gone, gone. Like it's closed forever. No. Which is, uh, okay. But yeah, still. Yeah, it just feels like, you know, I don't, if they're saying that festivals aren't going to exist in 2021, I couldn't imagine a nightclub existing by fall. So I doubt it. So yeah. now you, where'd you move to LA from? I'm from Barstow, California. I don't know if you are familiar with Barstow or have ever driven to Vegas or, uh, Vegas. Yes. I mean, not driven, but I've been to Vegas a million times. Okay. So if you drive to Vegas, I'm from the little pit stop Barstow. Okay. Has, yes. It's the, um, we're known for, we are the creators of Del Taco. I don't know if you ever had Del Taco before. Yeah. Oh, really? Interesting. Yes, but you only have to have Barso Del Taco because it's different than the franchise. But really? um, I okay. Barstow. I moved to LA about, it'll be three years this fall. So not that long. I haven't been here that long, but I used to always drive back and forth my whole life, probably since I was 15 and spend weekends here and sleep on couches. But then one day I got stuck in traffic for six hours. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, rent is rent. I'm going to go pay bills. I can't do this, like, drive anymore. So 
I'll admit it, as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority, and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water, and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all-in-one shapes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. I'm always hiring as this podcast continues to grow and grow. Graphic designers, editors, marketing, advertising, PR. You know that saying it takes a village? Well, it's true. The only place I go to hire is Indeed. I found that Indeed is where I can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. What I love is, I mean, I have no time, and you guys know this. I don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with all the right skills. I just go to Indeed. Their Indeed Instant Match is freaking awesome. They do assessments of candidates, set up virtual interviews. Do you hate waiting as much as I do? I found that the moment I sponsor a job, I start to find quality candidates who actually match what I'm looking for. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. So visit Indeed.com slash velvet to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash velvet. And let me say it one more time. Indeed.com slash velvet. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, that's the thing. Like LA traffic is so bad sometimes. Yeah, and and the price I was paying and driving back and forth for auditions and, you know, I would book a job and then the job would be odd days and numbers and spending that time mostly driving was basically spending as much as rent, honestly, with like food and gas and giving friends, you know, money to stay, so... But now I'm here. I'm in. So you're like, let me move to LA to follow my dreams to be an actress. Exactly. And I did it. And um, the funny thing is the place I live now, I actually used to sleep on their couch. Oh, really? Yeah, it was my sister. Before, this this apartment's been passed down for the last 10 years. And it's a fun fact, but my sister's friend from college lived in one of the rooms. And when I would stay, she would be like, you can come sleep on my couch. And then I would sleep on this couch and I ended up becoming friends with the girls along Tory Shore. I moved in. So that's so <laughs> that's funny. Mm-hmm. And then growing up, I read somewhere online, you were, you were a pageant girl. Yes. I, um, I was actually pretty, I 
I'm pretty involved in a lot of things in high school because I think that Barstow, I wanted to make sure that I got involved with as much as I could since it was a small town and there wasn't too much to do. I I started pageants around 15, 16, but before pageants and mostly my, actually my whole life, I was in band. <laughs> my entire life wow. I was in band, yeah. And uh, and I also played softball for till I was about 16. So pageants didn't come around till later, which is really interesting. But um, I like I like them. I wish I could still do them now. I miss them. So how'd you get into that? I um well, there's a Miss Barstow pageant, and it's a really big deal in our town. I know it probably sounds silly to a lot of people, but Miss Barstow was like the thing you won in high school and I saw someone compete after a softball game actually because it was up the street my teammates and I went and I saw this beautiful girl on stage and she was talking about how she was going to Miss California and like traveled the world and did all these things and like lives in LA and my ears (laughs) perked up like a dog and I was just like oh I have to be on that stage I have to win I'm gonna do exactly what she did so then I did it Wow, that's awesome. (laughs) And then, so you moved to California like three years ago. And then how did you get this job? Like, when did you start working at Sir? I started working at Sir a week before filming, like a week and a half before filming. So it was very um, chaotic. I wasn't planning on filming because I didn't really know about it too much. I haven't had cable in quite a few years. So when I got the job and then Lisa basically asked me, hey, we want you on the show. I was like, yeah. And then then it just, ha- I didn't know it was going to happen that quick. And then it just, boom, happened. So it was crazy. <laughs> okay. So now let's slow it down because I have so many questions just based on all that. So okay. <laughs> I, I have a strange mind. I like to, and like the viewers, the listeners like to hear this type of stuff too. So like you truly were applying just for like a server job like any other like you were applying all over at restaurants like whatever ad you answered or whatever job it had nothing to do with the show it was like tr- a true like yeah, I need a a job. Friend, yeah a friend was like hey I know some places like you know just that's kind of how LA works I feel like in our industry you a friend of a friend called you and then they you know they're like hey I have someone that has this opportunity you should go and then I was like they messaged me and they told me it was Sir. And I was like, oh, that's weird. You know, I've never think about Sir. I really, I don't really go to West Hollywood a lot. And, um, and like growing up in Southern California, I remember going to Villa Blanca really back in the day because of, you know, like Beverly Hills or Deo Drive was the thing to do when you're 13. And yeah. But I've never actually went to like really had any reason to go to Sir and Pump or anything. And then, so when they told me about it, I was like, well, let's just check it out. And then I went and I met Natalie and Lisa. And then they were like, we like you. Let's do this. And then I did it. And then they were like, what about this show? And I just, I was just like, you know what? I I have a habit of saying no to things a lot that I'm scared of. And reality TV is one of them. And I've said no to things a lot. So when she asked me, Lisa's very um, a little intimidating. So I couldn't say no to Lisa Vanderpump. It's not very heard of. So when I called my, I actually told her, I was like, let me think about it. And I called my mom and she just was like, you don't say no to her. And my friends were like, what are you doing? Like they love that love, like Beverly Hills Housewives. Like, you just said, you don't know to Lisa Vanderpump. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this world is. I'm scared of it. So. 
That's so funny. So like you didn't watch, so like you never watched Vanderpump Rules or Beverly Hills Housewives before. I watched, I, I, I think I briefly saw a few episodes of first season of Vanderpump, but I was, you know, this show has been going on for how long? This is like the eighth year. Yeah. So I was, you know, like 14, 15 almost when this was going on. Right. I was kind of like young and didn't like, you know, my mom watched a course OC Housewives and everything. So I would tune in, but it was any, nothing that I could be like, when people ask me now, I'm like, oh no, I don't know anything about these people on Vanderpump Rules. I just know their names, who they used to date. And that's kind of it. So interesting. And like, you didn't know anyone that worked there, but when you like got hooked up with this connection no, and trivia and interesting, I didn't know one person, which was very hard because like I said, I started filming and I was trying to basically get the entire, you know, any restaurant job, you can just kind of, you have to fill it out. People have been there for years. People have, you know, seniority. They have, like, you know, it's just like a restaurant world. And when I started, I was trying to make an entire staff at Sir Like Me. And then I was getting thrown into filming and making an entire cast like me. So having two groups of people trying to balance them and make everyone, you know, get to know you and like you was definitely challenging. And I don't I, think I and I love them the girls that are on tv so well we're gonna get into that too so now when Lisa called you to say like you know you got the job but by the way we think we are great for this too I mean and you're like let me think about it let me call my mother was she like what like was she shocked that, like you know you weren't jumping at the chance to be on Vanderpump Rolls yeah Lisa said something to me that day that really stuck with me she just said that, you know, I think that you should take some opportunities when they're like handed to you and I'm giving you one. And it, like I said, I'm an actress. So this is like a very different world for me. And I knew what reality TV consisted of, but I also knew that Vanderpump Rules wasn't necessarily like a dating show, you know, it has a different, you know, different, how do I say it? Hmm a different category you know it's like it's not me just doing something to find like my love of my life <laughs> it's like an actual right. show so she's and when I talked to the producers you know they basically were like this is gonna be the gist of it and you get to just be yourself so I was like if I don't have to date anyone and I could just be myself and show people who I am then this like why not like how else is anyone gonna get to know me in the world you know so and it's like you're working there anyway, so it's the same job exactly. whether you were on this show or not. Mm -hmm. But that's so interesting because, you know, a lot of people, I mean, do you feel the same way about your other four newbies, Max, Brett, Dana, I mean, and Danica, like, do you think they were there for the, you know, do you think they were like you or do you think they came looking for a show? Well, I think they all, if I'm not mistaken, they all worked there for like a little bit. And right, like, right. And I think that sometimes, like when Lisa told me, when you have an opportunity and someone's like, hey, do you want, like, this is here. A lot of people would have it. Do you want to take it? You're just, I think my the, my fellow castmates, the same word like me, were like, fuck it. We have, what, what do we have to lose? And this sounds fun and let's see what happens. And I think that, all of them kind of had that same mind state. If I'm not, I feel like they did. And then I feel like, you know, 
And like once we're in this world, I feel like now we're like, holy shit, <laughs> what do we get ourselves into? <laughs> we talk, I feel like I had, a, I think, a conversation with Brett after a whole date thing at work. And I was just like, you know, now looking from a year from now, our, our relationship has changed so much. And like, he's like, yeah, I'm like, who would have known we'd be dealing with so much shit? <laughs> when we first started, we were so happy and bubbly. And now it's like, oh, it's so stressful. <laughs> There's a lot. I mean, so when you started working there, what was more stressful, like the actual job, like getting trained to be a server at Sir, or the fact that there were cameras on you and you had a talk? I think that I don't mind. So hard work for me. And I've been in the restaurant industry since I was 14, 15. So like, this is a piece of cake. And it was more like me training and having a camera right here. And I'm like, Oh, this is a lot like I'm still trying to get a menu down. And then you're asking me questions on camera that are going to make me look stupid because I don't have an answer for it. It's like my sixth day here. How am I supposed to know? You know, cause I only work at Sir during the week because I work at the club on the weekend. So it's okay. like, I work there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or Monday, Wednesdays. So I'm like, I'm not trained every day or like where people are working five days a week here, you know, give me a little, <laughs> give me a little break. So it was, that was the hard part. What's the most annoying thing for you about cooking at home? Because for me, it's pans that stick. I have no time to be cleaning a bunch of pans. But listen, here's the deal. There's a lot of pans out there that don't stick, right? Well, I never thought about it before. But recently, you know, guys, you guys know I'm super health conscious. It came to my attention that most traditional nonstick pans are made with plastic coatings that can turn toxic with heat. No thanks. But that's the great thing about green pan. Forget the plastic coating. They introduced the world to ceramic nonstick cookware that have over 100 150 patents to prove it. They're the leaders in creating cookware without harmful toxins. But let me also tell you, the pans look high-end. They feel high-end. I mean, and that's important too, right? They have cookware collections. They also carry kitchen appliances like slow cookers and waffle makers, bakeware. And for me, now I can sleep at night because, I mean, harmful toxins related to my cooking and cookware, no thanks. Listen, it's 2023. Are you still cooking with pans made out of plastic? Head to greenpan.us and use promo code VELVET and you'll receive 30% off your entire order plus free shipping on orders over $99. That's right, 30% off. When you buy one pan or a whole set, that's 30% off. So head to greenpan.com and make sure to use our promo code VELVET. Just having the cameras follow me while I train because I felt like it made me take longer because I was so nervous and not right. really seeing information. So. And who was the main person who trained you? Was it, was it Sheena or was it like other people who worked there that uh, were not even on the show? Other people who work there definitely trained me because, like I said, they we all have different filming days, and uh, m one of the rules is that you have to train more off-camera than on-camera because it doesn't count, which is totally fine. So off-camera, I got to train with a few girls, and I actually really like them. I have a few friends at Sir that I really enjoy, and I've had the same schedule for almost a year now, so it's kind of nice. I have, like, my groove. So That's good. <laughs> That's good really nice like the sir staff that's not on tv are really nice people once you get to know them but of course there's a random new girl and now she's on the show it's gonna be really hard to yeah i feel like they've seen a lot of girls like me come around if well, I, you know what i'm saying so well that was kind of like my next question like was there like jealousy like well we've worked here for four years like why aren't we on the show like do the people who are not on the show want to be on the show and they're like well, who the hell are you that you get hired here and you're on the show all within a day? That's basically what happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I even felt like my 
even my new cast members, which is totally understandable because they've been working there for so long. They, they have friends there and I'm sure they both, you know, auditioned for the same, so to say, like show together. And it's like, well, this girl is my real friend and I've been friends with her for X amount of years and she's been working at Sir. So why is there some, like you said, some new girl who starts and then she gets offered the show. Like we've been working here. So like, I understood, like I can, I'm a very person to take my things like myself out of things and not be very affected by them. Right. I understand, you know, but also I didn't ask for anything. So for be mistreated or like even by the castmates and like, Hey, I, I really didn't ask for this. It was something that someone presented and I thought it was fun and I didn't know it was Game of Thrones, you know? <laughs> I mean, I didn't didn't know. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. I wonder how many people, like, your situation aside, like, go there to eventually get on the show. I mean, if you're going to, it's between taking a job at Sir. I mean, despite the fact that it's a popular restaurant and like their tips are good. Mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, if you have a choice between Sir not to be on the show with the chance that maybe you'll be on the show in four years, I would assume you would want to work there versus a lot of other places. If Like, I think a lot of people would probably go there for that maybe in a few years. Yeah, I've, I've heard managers saying things about that or like a girl has quit because she thought, you know, when the show ends, like a lot of people quit because they think that they're going to get on it. But, you know, I think that in life, you get the opportunities you're meant to have and things happen for a reason. And even now, I I almost quit five times during filming because it was so stressful for me and so scary and intimidating. So, you know, it's kind of like a world of like, yes, be careful what you wish for, but you can't really, it is what it is. You know, I also wish I booked other things that I never booked in a friend book, but I can't, I can't, right. really, you know, and Pat right. learned one thing, which was super cool. It was, um, different crown, different girl, like different night, different girl, because on a Monday, a girl could win a pageant and on a Tuesday, she could be having a bad day. And it's not like her fault. It's just same preparation, same everything. It's just, it's this time of frame, the day it landed, the time it happened. So that's good. I mean, and that's true with acting too, which is like the right you know, like if you didn't get the part, it's like you weren't really ever meant to get it, so to speak. Yeah, it's a real thing. I watch stuff now or I'll see commercials and I'm like, no wonder why. <laughs> yeah, that's like nothing. I look nothing like their vision, you know? Right. But, right. Um, so that's a good attitude to have. Yeah. I feel like in LA, you have to just see the positive and the silver lining in every situation. Because if not, the shit will tear you up. <laughs> Otherwise, you go crazy. Yeah, even New York is way more cutthroat. You know, you have to really just see the positive in as much as you can. Seriously. Now, for based on like the new group, so Max works at Tom Tom, but when you started working there, like, did you work not for the show, but just in real life with like Brett or Dana or Danica, or like your schedules were just for like a real actual job, like never really corresponded? Um, no, I actually wear with Brett like quite a few times um I think Dana works on the weekends if I'm not mistaken and Danica yeah she's my manager a lot I actually love working with Danica because her and I kind of work the same we're just very fast we're just get the job done we handle it we go so it's a very good environment and it's good because when I mess up it's not as scary to go to my friends sometimes (laughs) as in the other managers it's kind of scared me but uh so she's kind of nice to work with and she's your direct manager now. Yes, yeah, so it's very nice to have her. But she has yelled at me before, so don't get me wrong. Like, even though she's my friend, she still has made, like, authority moves on me. 
And what is it with Danica? Because she is just coming down hard on both Max and Brett. I mean, at least where we are right now in the show. Yeah. I think that Danica is uh, very strong and is someone a little bit like me where we just say things without really thinking of the precautions, you know, of what we're about to say. But I think, you know, I always love that about Danica, that she's kind of crazy and very aggressive and doesn't care because I admire that in people. But yeah, she, uh, I feel like someone's going to end up going off on Max. It was just a matter of time, you know, and I also went off on Brett, but that wasn't seen. I like had a whole other like fighting scene with Brett where like I was screaming at him at sir because I was so upset with him. So I think that that didn't get seen either. That might have helped Danica a little bit. So it didn't look like she was just bashing on two guys. I think there was a lot of little things that added up to all those events happening. And what was your fight with Brett over? Um, After our whole date thing and then the whole Sheena thing. And he basically was, you know, putting on this facade that everything was okay. And then was like ignoring me. Because like I really thought Brett was my friend. We were signed to the same modeling agency. And I didn't find that out until literally we were filming. And he's like, oh, like, we should change Instagram. So I'm like, oh, you're signed with Bella? He's like, you're signed with Bella? And I'm like, yeah, like, we should be friends. And we're going to do this TV show together. Like, we should connect and be strong and not have to date in A, B, and C. And so when he, like, asked me out on a date and I knew what it was like, what's like Sheena and stuff, I was just so mad about it because I knew what was going to come, what was going to come about it, basically. But, um, so we were at Tom's party and I said hi to him and he basically did I mean, he says he didn't. I might have been drinking, and I didn't wasn't mic'd up that day because I was late, and which has happened a lot. That's why I'm not in a lot of scenes. Because, oh, really? So? Oh my God, this is like production literally started giving me, which is not good. I'm not saying it's good. It's terrible. It's a bad habit I have. But um, like production started giving me like 30 minutes. 30 minute earlier call times just so that oh really yeah because it was like at tom's birthday i was so late that they were like we can't mic you up now like we're starting the walk-ins and i was just like okay there's been a quite a few scenes that's wow but um yeah he like i heard him when i said hi basically just tell me to fuck off and then he unfollowed me on instagram that like same night and i just was like whoa if we basically squash the sheena beef why are you like, you know, unfollowing people on Instagram and blocking them nowadays is a, it's a message. It's not like, kind of, yeah. It's so dumb. And I know that's a silly world we live in, but I was just like, don't smile at me while we work at Sir and then be talking behind my back and then unfollow me and then tell everyone you kind of like, don't fuck with me, but then you're not saying anything to me. So then I like screamed at him <laughs> and then like, I was like mad with the whole Sheena thing. I even like kind of got mad at Sheena while they were talking. I was just like, you know, I can smell shit from a mile away. It was like word for word and I can smell your shit, Brett. So, and I looked at Sheena and I was like, you'll see. Like, oh, I'm like, you know what? Cause I can pretty much read people and I'm just like, mm, I know what kind of person you are. So I'm just not gonna fuck with it. <laughs> There was no love match between you and Brad. No, I, that's the thing. I was actually more mad, I think, because I was, I've been in, I was in a relationship for two and a half years right before that. And I was so single and was so irritated that just because someone is attractive or good looking by book that I had to like them. And I was just looking at people like, you don't, if you saw my list of lineup of guys, you would be so confused one. And two, I, I know it's, 
so cheesy, but legit, I look for personality and charisma and character. And if I don't connect with you like that, I can't even make out with you. That's just, <laughs> I just can't. I'm like, oh, no, stop. Well, <laughs> I would make out with Brent if you do not want to. I, you sound like one of my Thea's in Barstow. One of my Thea's is like, I can't believe you didn't kiss those ass. And I'm like, okay, you guys can have him. I'll bring him to you. <laughs> Did you get a lot of like DMs online being like, what? Like, how are you not into this? Yes. I mean, I had a lot. I mean, I get mean stuff, crazy stuff, all these. But I remember this few people commenting on my photos like, you don't deserve Brett. <laughs> just like, maybe I don't, you know, maybe oh I don't, God. maybe I'm not ready for someone like Brett and that's okay, but I'm just not there yet. <laughs> How do you handle like all of that? Cause like, it's all new to you, you know, like we're only like, you know, however many episodes in, um, I mean, there's been a lot, but it's not like you've been doing this for years. So like, how do you handle like, you know, cause I get a lot of like hate DMS too. And like all that. So how do you handle all that? Well, the first week, I think after the whole pasta thing, I like cried. I have really bad depression and PTSD, PTSD that I suffer with that a lot of people don't know. So at first it was very, um, it was a lot for me. I, I will be completely honest. I, I've dealt with mean things, especially with pageants. You know, there was back in the day, there was boards that would talk about you, but the kind of hate I was getting from Vanderpump was so defeating that even I started believing the stuff, you know, that, you know, which is really sad. And thankfully I have really good family and a great boyfriend now and great friend group of people that helped me through these things and, and a, and a therapist. <laughs> I mean, who, who in New York and LA doesn't have a therapist, you know? Right? I'm like, she freaking made a lot of money off me during the season of Vanderpump Rules. Let me die. I looked at my bill this year and I was like, holy shit. Like, That's how this therapy um but it was and like you know I got pasta shamed and I, I when that happened I already knew it was gonna I just I already knew when it came out of my mouth I was like there you go Charlie fucking word vomiting saying shit and I was just like it, I was like it's gonna keep going and like even before the show aired that's why like Brett was asking me about it because the whole thing started was because working out sir you had to try food and I refused and I'm like I'm not eating any of that you know, I've never even had red meat before. So I'm so picky. And um, it was, like I said, a lot. And then through it, I kind of got stronger. And now I have really nice people that are starting to come around. And at the end of the day, you know, sounds cliche again, but haters are haters. And totally. one day, I always say this, that people will come around when they see who you really are, and then they'll feel stupid for being mean to you. So. And is that what you got the most hate about, about saying that you don't eat pasta? Yes. Oh my, I, you know, I get it. And I feel, and again, I apologize to everyone in the sense that it was very insensitive the way I said it, but it's not how I meant it. Well, so. I don't even understand like why, what's the hate from? Like what? Like, oh, I don't want to get heavy. Like, is that what the hate is? Like, I, I didn't even understand. I mean, I understood what you said. I don't think that anyone else knows why they hate me for it either because the yeah. comments are very, and I think it's more, you know, in high school, no one likes the new girl. And especially if the new, like, I could have probably honestly, this is the way I looked at it and this is what helped me. I could have went on Sir and said that I love pasta, but I'm scared to try it. And people still would have found, like, I could have worn a blue shirt and said I love the color blue and the world we live in. 
someone's going to be like, well, red's the best color. And you're like, well, I just like blue. And they're like, well, you're bad because you're not wearing red. That's just, that's just our world right now. So you just have no to- No matter what you do, you can't wear it. No, it's I'm like, not. No, we'll even say, well, it's because you're on a reality show. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like literally, no matter what you do, you don't even have to be famous, but you could be doing something for yourself, even on social media. And people are, will still find a way to tear you down because they don't like themselves. Because, you know, if you really think about it, people who comment mean things on people's photos, like if you would never do that, then you know that someone that's doing that isn't normal, you know? Yeah, you yeah. Know? So if, if you like yourself and you're happy, you're not doing that. There's just, exactly. you're not. It's It's only if you feel inadequate. Like whatever they're commenting on, they feel inadequate in their own life. Exactly, and I don't, and I just had to come around that. And actually reading a lot of, I started, you know, my sister was like, why don't you go see how other Bravo celebs are dealing with it? Or if anyone else has hate or, and see what they say and see. And I saw an article about my sister sent it to me, um, Bronwyn. And she posted how she was losing hair and all of this stuff and how like what the, the hate comments were doing to her and how she's overcoming it. And honestly, that she's really and I don't know her and I've, I've found her through all these articles of being nosy and I watch OC Housewives because I have no time <laughs> to do anything so I watched it all right now during quarantine and um I was just blown away that people could be mean to her because she's so awesome and she's yeah herself and I was just like she's being herself and people are still being mean to her so no matter what I do like I said people are still gonna find a way to hate me but you know, I'm still going to be on TV and then they don't have to watch, but they're still going to watch anyway. So that's good that you realize that now. Cause I think it takes some people forever to realize that. Yeah, like I said, it's, I'm sure you deal with it. It's a constant battle. It's definitely nothing easy. And I, it's, yeah. I mean, I got something yesterday and, and like when people find my mom's Instagram and comment mean things and like say she's a bad mother cause she didn't feed me spaghetti. And it's like, no one knows me. No one knows my story. I was very, and this is my regret, very surface level when I filmed Vanderpump because I was so scared and it was such a new world. And I was afraid that if I showed who I was, people were going to be really mean to me. And then I found out they were going to be mean to me either way. So now I'm just in this world that I'm ready if we start filming again and dealing with it better. I just, you know, leave my mom alone. Right. Seriously. <laughs> She's a good parent that she didn't force me to eat food that I didn't like. Like, that's awesome. So, well, what does she think? Cause she was, like you said, she watched like Vanderpump and the OC housewives and so she just like, uh, my daughter's on Bravo. Like, how did this happen? Yeah. I think it was more all my cousins and my Thea's and everyone that, you know, they they were the ones that were more like, what the heck? And, you can't, and, and actually one of my Auntie Sandra's passed right in the middle of my filming. And I remember she was, she called me and she gave me a bunch of tips and she was like, don't let this person do this to you. And she was giving me all these, like, this is this, this drama and this is this drama and don't say this, this person. And so I think it was more my, my extended family who was excited. My immediate family was, they knew I was going to be on TV somehow. They just didn't know where it was gonna be so <laughs> and then like did you know anyone like of the, you didn't know any of the originals because you didn't watch a show like you didn't know anything about like Stassi dated Jax like you didn't know any of this backstory like I Kristen knew- slept with Jax and she was with Tom and now Tom's with her like you knew none of this so I went to my whole army of girlfriends and gays <laughs> my favorite and of I was course. like you guys need to tell me one of my uh 
my bartender friend, Rob, who works at the Abbey. Love him. But um, he obviously has been working at the Abbey for a while. And next to Sir has been watching the show. So he knows all the drama. And he just gave me a brief rundown. And so did my roommate because she also loves any TV, especially reality TV. So basically they gave me all these bullet points, kind of told me a gist of everything. But there's still moments when I would be at filming. And I, I remember saying out loud, like, like, why would you even be mad at that? And one of the OGs would, like, snap at me and be like, you don't know, like, there's history. And I'm just like, you know, you're right. I don't know. But from a perspective, this is a little crazy. <laughs> I don't really get it. So Was there a lot of, like, not even hazing, but, like, was there a lot of, like, the OGs kind of stuck together? Oh, yeah. I mean, I honestly think that's evident in the show. I think that for us this season, I wish that, I wish that they forced us together the way oc housewives forced the new people with like vicky and Tamara, even though like vicky was freaking out you know but i could honestly i was telling my friend the other day that everyone's acting very season eight vicky right now like they're like this is my show this is this this is mine like i don't want to film with this person and like i think that hurt us because it feels like it's a separate show but also i've you know i tried with these people i've i've gone up to them and say hi and when you go up to someone two or three times and they don't even acknowledge you, let alone put their hand out or turn their backs to you, it's kind of like, oh, okay, you're not going to try anymore, you know? And then you see them talking to other people. They'll, they'll talk to Dana, they'll talk to Brett, they'll talk to Max, but they refuse to even act like I'm a human if I'm filming with them. So it was defeating. Like, I'm not going to even lie. It's just, I've never, ever in my life, never not made a friend anywhere I go. Even when mm-hmm. I travel to Thailand. Like I still have friends in Thailand that I, you know, that I can talk to anyone off the street. And so when they wouldn't even speak to me, it was very like, oh shit, well, what did I do? You know, like, is there something wrong with me? It's like, do I smell? <laughs> just tell me. <laughs> and you got that. Like the other new people on the show didn't get that just because they worked at Sir for yeah, I mean, a while. Yeah. Or, yeah, and I think that like, you know, Max had relationships boys kind of get easier like boys get along easier than girls I feel like Brett was very easy to get in and like Danica worked there for you know four years so she knew people at parties and Dana knew like you know worked there for over a year so she knew people but like I would walk I would literally show up alone walk in and it'd be a room full of strangers and only one or two of them would probably say hi to me if that and it would I would sit in the corner who was the worst offender of that? That just would like turn, they would like literally turn their back on you or you'd say hi and they would just literally stand there and turn away. All of them besides Ariana, Tom and Tom and Sheena. So those four were nice. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else was like, yeah. Stassi. Mm-mm. I don't think, I think I saw, I said hi to Stassi once at their, our premiere party because I felt like she had to because everyone was outside and she didn't want to look bad. So it was like a quick high. And then you oh, said, even like, hi, Charlie, which is like, okay. And then just walked past me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and you said hi to her on other occasions where she just. Yeah. The, uh, Ari- uh, um, whose party was Ariana's. I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to go into this positive. I'm going to meet everyone. And I actually went up to Lala and she was like, oh, hey, like she, she was like, nice. And like just said hi to me and I thought I was like oh this is like a I was like this person said hi to me okay cool and then I got into the party after we walked past the cameras and I try to go up to individuals and say hey like I'm Charlie I'm new 
like, I would love to meet you. Like, let's take a shot. Let's have a drink. I'm so excited to be here. And I remember going up to like a group of the women and it was so embarrassing because <laughs> I literally, like, I remember being at the bar and I went up to, I don't really want to name them because they feel bad, but, um, and I went up to them and I said, hi, like I'm Charlie. And they just looked at me and turned their head. And I just, I, you know, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Cause you feel like you don't want to go try again, you know? And then I do try again. Cause I'm like, okay, we're filming. I understand they feel weird. And then you try again and then it doesn't happen. And then, like I said, they, they talk to the other cast, but won't talk to you. So you're just like, Oh, it's, you just don't like me for whatever reason. So. And Lala was the same way, like, even though she talked to you on camera. Yeah, she talked, she didn't talk, she actually talked to me off camera for two seconds, but that was the only two seconds I've ever, like, really had a conversation with her. And then, so, like, yeah, when we got invited to Katie's house, I was, I thought it was a turnaround moment that finally we're going to, you know, and I thought that it was a really nice scene and we were going to submerge together and kind of start, you know, getting involved with one another and that was it. Like, that was the most I ever saw of it, and that's it. Like, that was, we didn't really have really any, any deep conversations that day. It was very surface level, as if it was just for filming purposes. Like, Katie didn't really want us at her house. Like, I brought everyone gifts because I just didn't know how to, like, literally, I tried to do anything to win these people over. Like, I brought them gifts. I brought alcohol. Like, I tried to show, you know be respectful, polite, anything. I even try to dress down, like you not even have like my boobs out just so that they felt comfortable around me. And then it didn't work. So after that, I was like, fuck it. And I'm like, like, oh, I don't talk to me. I'm still going to be here at filming, but who cares? And Katie, what? Like she didn't want people there, but it was a film scene. So she had no choice. And then the scene That's was right over. Mm -hmm. And so. then you weren't talked to me the next time we're filming you guys all act like I don't exist so obviously you never even wanted me around so don't like you know don't I don't like to do things for cameras and I will never do things just to like get some attention that's just not who I am even though that might seem different because I'm on a reality show but like I'm not gonna force fake be friends with someone or be fake on camera just so that there's camera time with like, mm, I'm okay and even Kristen it seems like she would be a little nicer now no, I mean I, she wasn't at the house. Yeah, I didn't. I I just found out like two days ago. Kristen hates me. I didn't. I had no idea. After, like Kristen liked me at the end of the season because everyone basically banished her and like yeah. like be gone, Kristen. And I'm just again, I'm not gonna work like that. If I don't have issues with anyone, I'm not a follower, and I'm not like I'm not gonna jump on the like we hate people train. And so I hung out. I went to her James Mays. May I don't know the pronunciation of it, but um. And, like, we followed each other. I thought it was cool. And then last week on Sheena's podcast, and Sheena kind of gave me a fair warning and was just like, hey, I just want you to know before this comes out, like, Kristen went on a rant about you. And then when it came out, I was just, like, so confused because someone who's so much older than me, the way they've been to call me immature and all these words, but to handle the things they've handled things, I'm like, who, <laughs> who's the adult here? Because I've never, that you know, even when they, you know, they went on Twitter rants or made comments about me or even went on interviews with prior to the show coming out and basically bashing me before right. I started. I have to, re I haven't read, like, I really don't know. I haven't read any of these. I know Krista was on Sheena's podcast, but I didn't listen yet. Yeah. So it was, you know, and I, you know, at the end of the day, and I get it, it's their show and I understand, but you know, I'm just a 24. I was 24 at the time, just turned 25. 
it was like a young girl that wanted an opportunity who's trying to make a good life for herself. And, you know, all these people are so much older than me or like quarter of my age. Like Jax could be my dad, you know, like literally he could be my dad. Yes. So for them to treat me like this, when all I was trying to do was make an opportunity for myself when they've been in my spot, you know, broke in LA trying to chase, you know, a pipe dream, you know, for them to treat me like that and basically bash my opportunity before it was even given to me. I just was like, I'm not going to, you guys can just say whatever you want about me. I'm just over it. What did Kristen say on Sheena's podcast? Like, why, why? Like, you know what I mean? What was the, what was her point of hating you? I guess she said that in my Bravo Daily Dish when I said that me, Sheena Raquel, had the best hair and makeup and had the best styling and were the cutest. She took offense to that, but like, not to be rude, I don't listen to anyone's Daily Dish but my own. And yeah. she, you took offense to that. That's your own personal problem that it was not an attack towards Kristen, not an attack towards anyone. I just made a statement because that's how I felt. And if you felt otherwise, then feel otherwise, but you don't have to go on a rant about how much you hate someone, how much you don't think that they should be on the show and how they have to basically prove to Kristen that I should be on Vanderpump rules. But like, I'm so confused because you don't even like work at Sir. Yeah. So, and, and you know, and when everyone was mean to you, I wasn't mean to you. So it's, you know, it kind of hurt my feelings, but again, I'm just, if a 40-year-old is talking about a 25-year-old, if you look at it from the bigger perspective, they're all about over the age of 30. If you guys are the ones going on social media or a podcast and talking about me in a negative way and I've never responded, then I think it's a bigger judgment on you guys than it is me. Yeah, and people, like, to your point, who aren't broke anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you like were broke and you're not now, so, like, be so thankful that you're not and like you understand how it is for someone like me like I like you guys have been in my position before and like imagine if you were trying to do this and all these 40 year olds were telling you how much you sucked and how you didn't deserve to be there and you're just literally just working at sir minding your business like that's all you're doing <laughs> what is Stassi said about you in blogs and stuff online um she basically said I'm a mini Sheena and I have nothing more to me than selfies. And she's looked at my Instagram and she's not interested in me. But again, like if my thing, is, if you really don't like people and you don't care about them, then don't look at their Instagram. And then yeah. all I do is take selfies. But if I recall, you know, I've seen her, her friends, people on the cast besides Sheena take pictures in thong bikinis or take pictures of their butts. And we shouldn't shame anyone's body. Skinny, not skinny, round, square, triangle, you know, whatever sexuality, like we shouldn't make comments. And so in my mind, it's like, oh, so I can't express myself. Like I can't love my body because of the way it looks, but you guys are all out to. It's only okay for Katie Maloney to post, you know, a photo or a video of her butt. But if I do, I'm, you know, thirsty or ratchet like what kind of double standard is that it's silly that's at least you have this good attitude of like not letting it bother you and even like Raquel Raquel wasn't any nicer or like Brittany or I mean did you not have anything to do with Brittany really you just I'm never really talk to Brittany because sorry also sorry if I ever talked to you I feel like the audio goes in and out a little bit on my half so a I'm little bit but you're it's like Skype 
I wish we were doing this live. Trust me, but okay, no, you're I'm fine. So rude. I'm like, I'm no, 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 no. That so apologize. You're better than a lot. Trust me. Okay, good. Um, I didn't really talk to Brittany. I don't think Brittany wanted to talk to me either because she. It's like it's someone that isn't like not going to stand up like you know like I don't know her husband like sat there and talked about me on Twitter and I, I don't think Brittany is the one to obviously make him stop his behavior so I didn't expect her to be my friend she would say hi to me casually but she never like it was a never I think I only I said hi to her and I like again I tried like it was basically me trying to like open up conversations and I saw her in the bathroom and I was like hey I just want to tell you that, like, I know I don't really know you guys, but your wedding was beautiful from what I've seen. I loved your dress, and this is really how I felt. I thought it was a beautiful wedding, and it was just, like, I think that it was, like, a little bit, like, oh, she's, like, oh, that's kind of, like, we had a conversation, and then, uh, oh, gee, another one appeared, and it was, like, oh, we can't talk to Charlie. It's, like, not allowed type deal. It's kind of like when you go to the lunchroom, and if you get, get, like, caught talking to the weird new girl, it's, like, everyone's not going to like you either, so you don't want to talk to her. So she was nice to you until like another OG walked in and then she. Yeah. Or if like another person was around and was like, oh, like we don't talk to Charlie. Like Charlie's like, we don't, she's non-existent. It's like, okay. <laughs> what did Jack say about you on social media? Oh, I don't know. He, like, I don't have Twitter and I was actually filming my interviews with <laughs> Evolution when it happened and he was like tagging them and my phone was going off like, what is, and he basically said that like, I honestly didn't read them. He has, also has me blocked on everything. So it's very weird that someone talks about a 24-year-old girl and blocks all of them when I didn't even know, you know? Yeah. So he basically was, like, calling me, like, an idiot and, like, all these words because he said that I, I haven't tried pasta and that, like, if him and Stassi were there, they would have said something to me. And I'm just, like, you know, like, Jax... Just like go, like go to sleep. Like you're fighting air right now. I don't have a Twitter. You could be my dad. And this is re like really weird that you're like sitting at, at like your house with your wife next to you in bed at ten o'clock at night. You know, tweeting about Charlie Burnett. Like that's weird. And then everyone else tuned like tuned in and basically made it like a let's slander Charlie's name for fun. And then they did it. So. And I mean, does like does Dana and Danica? join in on this or no they stay out of it um they feel like they stay out of it yeah i feel like they i mean dana's more accepted than danica and i but i feel like danica has to deal with a little bit of similars like me but like i said she knows you know they invite a lot of other people who've been going to certain things for a while and like where she knows them so i feel like she's as less intimidated or not as easily as attacked as i am because she i can be attacked because Sorry, I'm like not making sense, but she can, she doesn't, she knew people at the party. So I feel like if, them, if they attacked her, they would be also losing friends. But as me, I didn't have anyone. So there was nothing else to lose, you know? And Raquel, you said it was somewhat nicer. Was that what you were starting to say? I actually thought, you know, I hung out with Raquel and James, but like they're like, you know, a couple. <laughs> it's like yes. so long during the party because they're real and they don't like, you know, they don't really drink that much. But I hung out with Raquel probably mostly during filming and we would just sit there and stare at people <laughs> she so, seems nice yeah and i yeah raquel's cool but like i but she also like when she leaves she leaves with her boyfriend like they're not waiting like you know they're not hanging out with me they're hanging out as a couple right 
And then did you see the stuff that was about you online? I guess because you did in the after show, you said something about like Dana was thirsty. Did you see all this? I saw one thing this morning. And that's like when I saw it. Yeah, I, because uh, someone was like tagging me. Um, one, I was wasted at that after show. It happened. I know it doesn't. I'm like, I was so, I <laughs> wasted and like, I don't even know who let me do that after show. And yeah, Cena and I squashed our beef. We had a little bit of a tiff after filming, but, um, you know, that's not nice to say, but I did. I know that was my opinion at the time. And I was also irritated with the whole Brett and Dana situation because it just seemed like, you know, Brett was just going around asking out anyone. And that made me feel like, dude, did you even like, even if you didn't like me after, it's still just like, was I just a number to you? Or were you genuinely trying to get to know me? Because what it seems like is that I was a number. And that's right. So, and I'm not saying that anyone, like, whether they look like or what how they dress is whether they determined to be dated. But it was just, like, from Sheena to me to Dana. And then we were hearing that he was hooking up with other people's friends outside of the group and, like, leaving, filming to go with so-and-so. And it's just, like, okay, dude, I'm so glad I dodged a bullet. And, like, let's just stay friends. <laughs> Right, because he doesn't seem like he's ready to settle down just yet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see I'm just him. being politically correct. Yeah, I feel like I always see his post and he's always like wants to obey, as everyone calls him, B-A-E. But uh, yeah, just not me. So, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't, I was so drunk in that interview and I think I was just had a lot going on and we all were in situations where we have little tiffs with each other so I think that just kind of came out but so did you, did you get any advice from Lisa like as far as the show like not working there you know she's like you need to be trained because this is a real job and this is my real restaurant but like did she give you any other than like don't you know turn down an opportunity when it comes to you like was she like this is what you could expect this is uh, how your life like your life might change like this could be huge like anything like that she did say some things along the lines of that, but I didn't really listen because I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone says, I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm big. But she did say, I, re I remember when I was almost ready to quit. I was ready to quit Sarah, I was ready to quit everything. And she had a really intense conversation with me while the cameras were going. That's probably not going to be aired because she looked at me and was like, I don't give a fuck about these cameras. Like, I asked you to work here. I asked you to be on the show. I don't care what other people think. They don't have to like you. I do. Something, it wasn't word for word, but it was something around that nature. And I was just like, went to my shift and I was just said to myself, I'm going to stay on the show. I'm going to work here. These people can be bullying me. They could be mean. They could talk about me. They can, you know, I could be the worst person on the show, but I'm going to like see this through and I'm going to complete a task and I'm not going to be scared. Cause you went to her saying like, no one speaks to me and like, I can't take this anymore. Everybody hates me. No, it was more I was getting in trouble for missing a shift. And then she was just like, how how are you doing? And I just, I kind of wear my emotions on my face a lot. And I can't, I'm very bad at lying. Like you're just, and I just kind of looked at her like, like, I'm okay. You know, like I tried, it doesn't really work. And that's when she was just kind of went on the rant like, hey, you know, and she also told me something that stuck with me that if you have something to say or you want to express an opinion, say it right before I started filming. And I don't think I did that. I really, really held back a lot this season. So 
do you think like you know if there's another season like if you come back would you do things totally differently I don't know totally different but I think I'd be more myself and not I think I like I said it was I didn't want to be myself because those people were being so mean to me and no one was talking to me at a party or let alone when I was serving so I was scared to be Charlie because if they didn't even like me meeting me and I haven't said anything what happens when I start speaking and when I start being myself and when I, you know, I love to party and I, love, I think next week we're going to see that a little bit. <laughs> and like, I like to get wasted and I like to have a good time. Like, that's just what I like. To, I don't have a filter. I like don't live life with filter. I don't fear anyone. Don't fear anything. I think that's how everyone should live. And so I would be, I would be more myself and be less fear, like be less fearless because I, that's totally wrong. Be less fearful. Um, because like I said, I, I think that I would have done better if people would have known me more, but they only saw surface level and I don't eat pasta and that doesn't really, you know, mix well with people. So, so maybe like next season we'll see more of you. Yeah. And, you'll be... and then maybe like more of my story and more of who I am. And actually, you know, I've actually never told anyone why I can't try food or why it's so scary for me. And I think that once people hear the story, they're going to, you know, realize like oh shit like it's deeper than just pasta like yeah I don't I'm not like I'm not a dumb bimbo who says mean things who thinks so highly of herself like I'm a real person I don't wear makeup I have flaws like everyone else I'm not perfect and also like I'm a broke struggling actor like you know I'm not special so I think I would show more of like me so maybe people would understand that well you know like this season before it started I mean even now but like before it started there was this huge not even controversy, but like debate online of like, maybe this should be two shows. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you and Brett and Matt and all the new people and then have more and then have all the people that have not succeeded and are not broken starving, which they aren't. They've been on for eight years that are buying houses almost have like two different shows, which I don't think is such a bad idea. I don't think that's a bad idea either because I was telling, I think when I was talking to the producers, you know how like we're, we were starting filming pretty soon and it's going later and I, I messaged them and I said, hey, I think that God wants filming to land on my birthday so we can actually have a good time on camera. Like, I, and I get it because, you know, they're in a different time in their life. Like they're fucking, you know, like they're four years old. They don't want the skinny girl with a boob job dancing on tables, taking shots, but they were those girls, you know, 10, 15 yeah. But to mix in it with now and they're not there anymore and they've left those old cells and now they have a group of new people who are doing everything that they basically were doing, you know, and like being a little different, but, you know, still partying in L.A. I think that's where, like you said, I, I think a, two shows would be a smart idea because we I couldn't party or be myself because they would all judge me if I did. So that's not fun. You know, no. like, to do that, like that's boring. You know, I think that's why a lot of the episodes are very bland and very gray because everyone was so timid and I think worried about one another and who was who and do you deserve to be here? Or, like I only like you, so you can't. And it's like no, like we should. It really should have been the way they filmed Real Housewives and they like forced Vicky and they forced everyone and they were like, you guys are gonna be at this table whether you fucking like it or not. And I think that's how it should have gone. And then maybe we would even have more drama. Because then, you know, we could have said something to the OG. But if, if they don't, if they won't even fairly film with you, they let alone like even talk to you, how are we going to even have a conversation or opinion? You know? Right. Like you don't see that many scenes. We really don't barely even talk together. to them. Yeah. Just Dana and Max and Brett. And it's like, 
that makes the show awkward. It really does, you know? But, like, yeah. I think production knows what they're doing, and they, they've been successful, but I felt like it's not even production's fault. I think that it's the cast as a whole. We should take responsibility of doing our jobs, and whether we like someone or not, we have to show up and do a job. And totally. it's what everyone got lost at, you know? Who so, are you... No, I, I, no, I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I, I would totally agree. Who are you closest to out of everyone that we see on the show in real life? Well, no one's talking to me right now besides Sheena and Max. Not even, well, Danica, mm-hmm. your manager. No. Why isn't she talking to you? Uh, I think you guys will see. There's a bunch of drama, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you'll see. It's all coming up. So you said who's okay. talking to me? <laughs> I know it, that's really exciting so wait so you said max and brett or no max yeah, and sheena like i i don't really talk to max i don't even have his number but like we i we i'll send like a laugh at his because he's funny on instagram and he'll laugh at mine but like that's pretty much as much as the conversation goes but i actually do talk to sheena because you know sheena's really nice and she's the only person that's ever been nice to me even though we had our whole brett tiff but she doesn't treat me like I sh- i'm not able to hang out or talk to her because of my age or way I look she's the only one that's like hey and like I partied with Sheena and I party with Sheena still you know so like I I basically and like before I used to I hate the whole mini Sheena thing I still hate the whole mini Sheena thing but like I don't say anything because I'm like whatever like Sheena's the only one nice to me and she's like fucking looks great for her age so if you're telling me that like I'm the most, like, the nicest, best-looking girl in the group, then I'd rather be the nice girl, you know? I'd rather be her. Sheena, I, I've, like, chatted to her before, like, on this podcast. Sheena is seriously so down-to-earth. Yeah, really. I think that, like, you know, and that's just, you know, reality TV you only see. And, and, like, side note, an odd thing is, like, I secretly, like, now that I'm on a show, like, I actually do admire Stassi. Like, Stassi's someone that now I did the show... I, I watch her scenes sometimes. Like, I actually do enjoy Stassi, and I look at her as a Vanderpump role model in a sense because she's established so much for herself. She's created this great, you know, brand for herself. Yeah. And I so many things that I didn't know. And I'm like, shit, this girl works hard. And, like, kudos to her. And I can't diminish someone's accomplishments, even if they don't like me or not. But, like, I secretly admire Stassi from afar because I think she's super awesome. You're just afraid of her in real life. Yeah, it's because she doesn't like me. So, <laughs> was she is she like the most? Is she the one you had? Is she like almost like the was the hardest one to crack, so to speak? No, I think that like Stassi's the only one that's like I feel like she's come to a point of her life where she's like, from what I see, she's like I'm fucking thirty. Like I don't care. Like I'm like you know like her and Bo. I feel like have their own thing. Like was that's what I get. You know, like they're just living in their own world and like have their own life and I just don't think that like why would Stassi go and get to know a 24 year old girl like she doesn't really benefit from it right. she understood her point of view who was out of Stassi Katie and Lala who was the most standoffish Katie that's who I would have guessed yeah Katie's always standoffish she's yeah I'm just I, I like I said I've just thrown in the towel I'm just like oh girls I can't do this anymore like I if you don't like me great add another to the list you know you can go make a powwow and go talk about how much you hate Charlie together and it literally I don't care I won't even I it doesn't affect me like that when do you find out about season two do you know 
No, I don't even. I mean, it's a long way off, I would think. Yeah, and because of like the whole, like everything's just basically up in the air and a mess from everyone. I feel like in my own acting world and my modeling world, like I lost on so many jobs this year already because of all this. So I don't think that anyone knows what's going on. But I like I was talking to Lisa the other day and I really was just saying I really like I'm praying that we go back to normal, that the people of Sir get their jobs back because, you know, we don't see people that don't that are on TV that work at Sir and they're struggling and they're broke and this is financially devastating, you know. So really it's going to close a lot of restaurants. I mean, you know, probably not, sir, but it's going to close a lot of restaurants and a lot of clubs. So, And I hope that we come back, like I told Lisa, stronger than ever. And I hope that, like, all the fans come to Sir and we get to see everyone. I feel like I'm missing out on that experience. I was, you know, I barely got to work about a month or two into filming. And, like, I didn't get the whole Vanderpump experience. Like, they right. told me, like, and like you know april it's crazy like there's so many people it's so much fun and then like may it's crazy and then we get into filming so i was like so excited because i was like i know what's gonna happen this year you know it's gonna be my second year i'm gonna come in like fun and myself and then this happened and it's just like womp, womp. <laughs> and like the fans right when the fans come in and you're actually working there they go absolutely crazy so that exactly. would have been nice and it's so fun so that's amazing. Is there anything you want to, and then we have to do screenshots before this time we'll do screenshots, but I'm going to put this light on because it's like, okay, it's, gotten, it's gotten so dark in here somehow in the past. It's like nighttime in New York, right? It, yeah. Like it's, it just looks like it's going to pour rain and this is not the best. Do you want to say anything before we go? Anything like you have on your mind, anything um, you don't feel we covered? I hope you had a good time. Well, I had a great time with you. It was super fun. I felt like it was more of a venting session because I've been in quarantine. <laughs> so I, I have a human. I'm like, oh my God, human. But right. um, you're like, someone wants to talk. Yes. <laughs> not that, not someone that other besides my boyfriend. Um, but I just want to say that I'm very grateful for this opportunity. And no matter what, I'm just going to be here and I'm gonna have a positive mindset. And I'm fellow sorry to all the pasta lovers out there you know I still love you guys I hope you love me too and I hope that there's you know more to come and I'm really looking forward to it and I just want to say thank you so I hope so too all right let's do screenshots and you could leave the pasta to James it's fine not everyone needs to love pasta I actually got a, a magnet the other day that says it's not about the pasta because I just thought it was so it's like the best line ever. I so yeah, I did not know that was a thing until I knew it was a thing, and I was like, who would have known? Who would have? That's so funny. Exactly. All right, let me do this. I'm gonna take a few I just see. so. Okay. It's hard to see how they come out. Let me. Yeah, I'm so oily. I don't look so great either. I feel like go like this. <laughs> I'm like talking in them. Let me hold still. I'm sorry. I'm gonna like move back. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> those okay I'm, well, moving. I'm, I'm the worst okay let me stand still all right out of all of those i'll send you the best ones okay sorry about that. no no that's like sometimes i forget to do those so awesome we'll keep in touch when i'm in la we'll have drinks yes and then wait your instagram oh yeah um, velvet rope yeah, it's behind velvet robe. Behind, that's probably why. I yeah, behind velvet robe. I'll, I'll like, I'll email you my personal and my show account too. 
Okay, perfect. Look at someone literally just comment on my photo. It's not about the pasta. <laughs> this is, you're now like, it's, listen, it's not bad to have a tagline. This is what you're going to be known for for years. I'm serious. Oh my God. I hope not. I hope I make another tagline so I get this one out. <laughs> You'll come up with something else. But seriously, email me anytime. I'll like send you all, all my info. Okay. Yay. It was so nice meeting you, David. It was Nice meeting you too, Charlie. You're amazing. Very level head on your shoulders and keep in touch, really. Thank you. I'm so excited to hear this. And yeah. please stay safe and like, keep busy. I'm so sorry that you're in New York. I feel so bad. <laughs> you too. And stay safe with your boyfriend and I'll send you an email later. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Thank Bye. you so much. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at behind velvet rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the velvet rope on Apple podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.